News never comes at convenient times. Uh, I am Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Big 12. Chris Gordy is here. He is the host of Locked On SEC. We had to scramble to get here, but we are here. We have the news. Texas and Oklahoma were making their way to the Southeastern Conference. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Texas and Oklahoma were making their way to the Southeastern Conference after the coming academic year. So after the 2023 college football season and the 2024 college basketball plus spring sport season, the deal has been done. It is going to be over $100 million from both Texas and Oklahoma going back to the Big 12 Conference. And also, uh, it also sounds like Fox is going to get some compensation in terms of games. But Chris, when you saw the news last week that this thing had hit an impasse, did you really think that Oklahoma and Texas were actually going to remain in the Big 12 until 2025? I did. I mean, we're literally talking about, and I have the tweet pulled up right here, Pete Thamel of ESPN. This is time-stamped February 3rd, so literally a week ago. Sources, the effort for Oklahoma and Texas – to leave the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024 has stalled and at this point is unlikely to come to fruition. When I saw that, I, I, I believed it. Now, Ross Dellinger of SI, he stood pretty steadfast. Hey, they are still talking. Mm -hmm. They are still trying to make this work. And this is where the news, you know, like sources and reporters and people who report news who also work for that company, this is where it kind of gets awkward, right? Because Pete Thamel works for ESPN and he's literally putting out the message that ESPN wanted was, oh, man, talks are dead. I don't know if we're going to be able to make this work, Fox, to pressure Fox to come back to the table and go, hey, let's get a deal done here. So it's weird. It's a little slimy, but this is what it took. And it really, the, the big thing here, Josh, was it was Fox. Fox was the holdup. Right. Fox did not want to give up the games. I think it was the six games of Texas and Oklahoma that they were going to lose and so they kept coming back to ESPN and the SEC and, and the Big 12 and kept saying, make it worth our while. What are we going to get? Let's, let's start the bargaining here. And ultimately what we end up with, Texas and Oklahoma, each paying north of $50 million, so a combined $100 million to leave the Big 12 and join the SEC a year early. Yeah, and I also want to credit Brett McMurphy. He was on that too as well last week with, you know, talks not being dead and then you know, I, th I thought about it last week. It was funny because over the weekend, on his way out of the K-State uh, game, K-State-Texas game, Brett Yormark had basically made a comment where he's like, negotiations take twists and turns. He knew this wasn't over. It seemed like everybody knew it wasn't over, but the big question was about Fox. And rightfully so. If you're Fox, Chris, why? What leverage does anybody have over you? Because you own these games, right? You are the one who owns these games, they are owed to you. And so unless somebody makes you a financial offer that would beat what you would make in terms of advertising, and that would have to be a, it also, number one, that would be a guess, right? That would be a guess about how much money it would have to be. Um, you know, unless they beat that, why would you give it up? Because you are owed those games. And so that's what's going to be interesting about this is seeing that. But 
That's what I thought last week. And that's why maybe I wasn't, I was not in a 2025 camp, but I was, this makes sense that it's taking longer because why should Fox budge at all? Even if the big 12 and Oklahoma and Texas had a deal done, which was reported as well. Yeah, so this this is from Dellinger's article. He says, an inventory trade of some sort. Fox gets a game or games that ESPN would own. That was an option in their latest talks. That would include offerings like non-conference games involving the schools. So Texas has a scheduled series coming up with Michigan and Ohio State. Oklahoma has scheduled games you know, against Big 12 schools that they could play. So like this is all options for Fox. So we're going to find out in time what Fox got out of these dealings. But I love what some of the quotes were. You know, uh, one Big 12 official said, if they want to go, uh, they want to go and we want them to go. Like, everybody wanted this to happen. And, and the Big 12 is bringing in Houston and Cincinnati and BYU and UCF this summer. They, when the schedule came out last week with the Big 12 schedules, they were all like, look, this is fun. This will kind of be a fun little thing. Houston's like, oh, we get to play Texas. And, you know, it's kind of a fun thing. But I think everybody looked at it as, oh, this will just be a one-year thing, and then we'll move on. It was really weird for everybody going, no, no, this new Big 12, we're going to do this with the ex-wife for not one year but two more years. And that's where I think all parties involved are like, look, we got to move on here. And it coincides perfectly, the timing, with the expansion of the college football playoff now. Right, and also the realignment happening on Fox's side of the street with the Big Ten, right? We, I thought a big part of this, too, was always that the SEC was going to do what was necessary. And I'm not sure if this – I'm not really sure how much this matters. You can give me a good answer on this. Like, you know, I have never really bought that it mattered a whole lot that Fox would get their full complement of teams, the Big Ten, in a year earlier. I mean, what does that really mean? Because – we all know the SEC is the dominant conference when it comes to college football. What does Fox having the full complement mean? But everywhere you look, Chris, people were making a pretty big deal out of the fact that, you know, well, now finally the SEC and ESPN, they get their full complement the same time that Fox gets their full complement. I never bought into that meaning a ton, right? You know, just like, what did that mean to you? Because it didn't mean a whole lot to me, but it meant a lot to the networks apparently. Yeah, I mean, I think ESPN, they, they wanted, so, you know, the CBS deal is, is coming to an end, and you're going to have ESPN is going to be the home of, you know, the traditional 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern uh, SEC game of the week. I've been told by multiple people, that's going away. That will now be the Saturday night primetime game on ABC or ESPN. So, like, we were so used to, you know, Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson, and we got Bama, Georgia at 2.30. No, 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 that is now primetime ABC SEC game of the week, uh, you know, once the, the rights go away from CBS and over to ESPN officially. So ESPN had a, a, you know, fighting interest in they want every SEC game, including, the you know, the addition of Texas and Oklahoma as quickly as possible because, mm. man, who, you know, you, Bama plays Texas this year in the non-conference game. I mean, think of that matchup may be, just go and pencil that in as a Saturday night matchup for the future right. here too. You know, for the rest of time, um, Oklahoma, Georgia, whoever who you know, whoever they match up with, like those are just such a sexy matchups that I know ESPN they wanted to turn the page on this as quickly as possible, and yeah, they kind of wanted to tell Fox, hey, go go cover your Big Ten games, or whatever. Like we right. we want to move on. Well, it's interesting because the thing is too, you know, it's very true, but also it was going to cost them something, right? Like you, you are now, we've talked about it before. They're going to have to give up some games 
So my idea was like, look, it's going to cost you at some point. Either you have to give up games now or you wait an extra year and then you get all the games that you want. So to me, well, everybody seemed to think that was a huge deal. To me, I never saw it that way, although I knew the networks did see it that way. Uh, let's get into what this means kind of moving forward and what we think that TV arrangement type deal could be, because I think it's a huge question. First, a quick word from the sponsor, the folks over at the FanDuel Sportsbook, the big game this weekend, Super Bowl 57. You guys can still bet on it over the FanDuel Sportsbook. For my money, guys, the best interface, uh, you know, no BS. It's an easy interface. If you're just getting started, it's the app that I would recommend to everybody. Signing up is easy. And if you guys go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, you can see it here, see it right here on YouTube. You guys can get a no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 and also get up to 3K in bonus bets if your first bet loses. So no better place to get rolling, no better time to get rolling on the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official uh, sports betting partner of the NFL. So this is interesting, Chris, with the TV side of this. We've seen all kinds of arrangements and trades. Lest you forget, Joe Buck was traded for Purdue Penn State. That is a thing that happened. <laughs> Fox traded Fox traded uh, Joe Buck to ESPN for that Thursday night matchup that was Purdue and Penn State. So yeah, you're wondering, you know, it's it's and I find the TV stuff really interesting. Is this a lottery situation? You know how there's a lottery each season and they they draft the games. Does Fox get an extra lottery pick? Which I, I assume that's what it ends up being here. Uh, you know, is Fox getting a couple extra lottery picks? Also, it sounds like in this too, Chris, um, some of the some of the payout that Fox would be giving to the Big Twelve is going to be supplemented by this money, this a hundred million that's coming back. So, you know, it, it sounds like they had to make a pretty substantial offer to get Fox on this, and I would be shocked if there are not lottery picks or specific games already picked out for the Fox Network. Uh, you know, when it comes to the trade off. Yeah, I would almost go ahead and just circle uh, Saturday, September 7th, 2024. That's when Texas plays Michigan at DK Royal Stadium in Austin. So I would almost circle that one, that that may be one of the bargaining chips that Fox is going to get now uh, right. as part of this kind of this given. It's interesting. I talked with Greg Sankey at SEC Media Days last summer, and I asked him about a potential early buyout, and he kind of threw his hands up in the air and said, we're not, we don't have anything to do with this. That's between Texas and Oklahoma and the Big 12. And I said, yeah, but, like, it behooves your conference to, to get this thing done early. I said, if if they called and said, hey, would you help us write a check? Would you help? And Greg said, he basically said, no. No, we're not, we're not writing a check for anything. That's between them and their ex-girlfriend. Like, that's what it is. So mm. I just found that interesting. So Texas and Oklahoma giving up, you know, $100 million to get this thing done. Uh, I think I read it's going to come out of their rights fees. And then even, we, you know, like more just like petty for the Big 12, they said they're going to sprinkle it and share it amongst all their members and go, and everybody's going to yeah. point at Texas and Oklahoma and laugh and go, ha, 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 y'all have fun over there in the SEC where you'll finish middle of the pack at best. So it's, um, I don't know, it, it's, it's, a lot of, uh, it's a lot of drama. It's a lot of all that. But, yeah, that, that Texas-Michigan game, that just stands out as one that, yeah, if I'm Fox, I would have had that as my uh, – my number one bargaining chip go give us that and give us a hundred million dollars. So y'all can go. Chris, are you accusing us big 12 folks as being petty? Is that what you're, is that well, what you're I've, I've heard, I've, there hey, was, who, I, who, who left? 
Yeah, no, and Iowa so, State. So don't you have the right to be as petty as you'd want as long as they're in your neighborhood? Sure. I saw an Iowa State fan tweet at me earlier and said, uh, look, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Have fun with Oklahoma and <laughs> Texas. Uh, and look, I, I'm under, and I want to let the SEC folks know, like, I've been all over this. I am under no uh, disillusion. I, I understand what massive brands they are. But I have little sympathy for, for Oklahoma or Texas. And, and we saw it this past week, Chris. I thought it was, it was pretty embarrassing on their part. When the Big 12 schedule came out, everybody knows those cool, fun schedule re- you know, releases. It's a great opportunity for you and your social media departments to shine, right? Uh, Kansas had a great one where they had a child, a six-year-old child, draw the mascot of every single team on their schedule, and the players try to guess which team or which mascot it was. And that's how they went to the schedule. Texas Tech had a funny video, all that kind of stuff. And you see great graphics, you see creativity. All Oklahoma, Texas did was retweet the schedule from the Big 12. And they went back to tweeting about the Senior Bowl. And, you know, I know they're upset and frustrated, but I was of the opinion that you have to take your medicine with this. It's okay they're going to the SEC. I would do it too with my school. Any school should. But to cry and whine about officials and schedules and when you're getting the schedule and negotiations for your way out, that to me, I've got little sympathy for that. And I'm not saying SEC folks are are clamoring for this, but like I will say it is <laughs> it has been nice to watch them cry and whine while also their football teams do not come with you know, especially this year, uh, didn't really come close to making to the Big 12 championship game. Which kind of gets us to the next part here, Chris. How are they going to fare when they get to the SEC? They could have used one more year. Come on, right? I mean, they yeah. could have used one or two more years to build up that recruiting and, and get that coaching in. And we'll we'll get into it a little bit about you know how is it going to work with nine game schedule, or whatever. But just on the right. surface, I, I go back to my conversation when it came to uh, conference expansion. Is be careful what you wish for, and that goes for everybody. Like. When South Carolina and Vanderbilt and Tennessee and, you know, I'm just mentioning schools that aren't Georgia or Alabama, like when those schools are saying, yeah, bring on Oklahoma and Texas, hey, your schedule just got tougher. So your quest to get to, and, and again, I'll take Tennessee out, but like let's say Vander, Vanderbilt, they want to get to 6-6 six and six and get to a bowl game. Like that's what Clark Lee's mission is this year. If you get Texas and Oklahoma added to the schedule, it just becomes that much tougher um, you know, for Georgia and Alabama, trying to run the table, go undefeated, it becomes that much tougher having those teams in there. So I just say, like, be careful what you wish for. And then also on the top, on the back end of it, like, I get, like, Texas coming to uh, Williams-Brice Stadium, South Carolina. That That's a big sell. Unless they're 3-3, three and three, like, then, they're, and unranked, like, then it's not that big of a deal, right? So it just becomes, like, when I look at what Texas has done the last few years, seven and three, five and seven, eight and five, like, I, are they going to get better than that coming to the SEC? Right. I mean, they better be recruit. Uh, Arch Manning better be Bryce Young times two if that's going to happen. So, it's it's fun to talk about, but Josh, when we get into the schedule and those games start getting played out and the season gets played out, luckily the the college football playoff expands, but. I mean, SEC's not going to get like four or five at-large teams. It's not going to happen. I mean, they'll get a couple, but it's just somebody's going to be left out. And South Carolina's riding high right now with Shane Beamer. I know I keep going back to them. Let's even say A&M, Jimbo Fisher. They had just had a terrible year. They're hoping to bounce back. Dude, it gets tougher now if you got to play Texas or Oklahoma on top of the Bamas, the LSUs, the Arkansas, and all these teams. So, um, I don't know, man. It's going to be fascinating to see. But I always say this, somebody's got to suck. 
They can't all be good. You know, somebody has to you know? lose games. I, I always say this too, Chris. It's, it's the same thing for you know, for Big 12 basketball. And they, you know, we're going through this right now. And, and even SEC basketball to some extent, right? Like somebody has to eat the losses at some point in time. And, and uh, you know, I think you made a good point. We're going to see a lot of full stadiums in the Big 12 this year for the same reason. We're going to see a lot of – we always see full stadiums in the SEC, but there's going to be a lot of interest in Oklahoma going to Cincinnati or even Oklahoma going to a conference school right where it's the last time we know for sure we're going to see OU play. I'm sure Bedlam this year is normally well attended, going to be extra well attended this year. It's the last Bedlam for a while now that we know you know with, with this happening. And you're right. Like If Texas is 3-3, three and three, it'll be the curiosity of South Carolina fans that draw them out there, but it's – Six and you know, you know, three and three, uh, Texas in the SEC against you know what, uh, two and four or four and two, you know, South Carolina. Like, what are we really talking about here? You know, with that. But I will say it, it does bring the excitement factor with seeing the new matchups from a competitive standpoint, though. And I'll just speak for the folks that I work with that on the Oklahoma side of things. A lot of the you know, Series X and Oklahoma folks, there is a certain sentiment of like we'd love one more year to kind of build things they're not even sure, but you know, I mean, they're not sure Brent Venables is the guy. I mean, right. I think they are all still comfortable with him right now, but six and seven, that's the first losing season since I was, I was a child, 97, you know, the year I was born and Texas, they are recruiting in all the right places, Chris, but the results are not there yet on the field. And so of course they're saying publicly that they'd love to go, but like those fan bases expect to win games. So when they show up and they're going eight and five in the Big Twelve, and they start going seven and five, you know, in the SEC. Like, be careful what you wish for. It's all I'm, I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying maybe they could have used that extra. No, and and, and again, I just go back to the fallout. And, and I know a lot of Big Twelve fans are hoping Texas and Oklahoma fall flat on their face and and don't succeed. But let's say they do succeed. Let's say both are are possible ten win teams. Well, Alabama's not going to fall flat on their face. They're going to still be there. Kirby Smart, last I checked, loaded. Back-to-back national championships, they're, they're not going anywhere. And so that's where I look to, like, everyone's so high on Josh Heupel right now. Fantastic season, double-digit win year. Totally but, like, right. that isn't going to happen if those this other... This the SEC all the time. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, like, when if... Trying to go to six and six, what's going to happen? Or if, five and seven, if, you know? If those other four are good, like, you can't be good. You know, LSU, Brian Kelly, he came to the SEC hoping to win a title. Won the SEC West, had a fantastic year last year. But now suddenly, you get a schedule and it has Alabama, road trip to Auburn, road trip to Austin, home game against Oklahoma, like suddenly get more losses on there. And again, everybody's holding out hope like, we don't even care about winning the conference. We just want to get in the playoff, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but again, that number's limited. They're not going to put a million SEC teams in the playoff. I hope they do, but it, that even that number is limited. So are you okay? You know, with these two franchises coming in, if you're a Tennessee or your A&M is eight wins fine and going to, uh, you know, the Music City Bowl or something? Like, I don't know. It's just... Not everybody can be good. You're going to have some outliers. There's going to be some teams that break through and win the SEC or get in the playoff, and that's great. But it's not going to be able to be an every-year thing unless you are recruiting at the level of what Georgia and Alabama are doing right now. All right, we're going to hear from one more of our sponsors, and we got some, some more news coming in from Brett McMurphy. All right, so we got some news from Brett McMurphy over at the Action Network. He is tweeting out that Oklahoma and Texas will send that $100 million, foregoing $100 million. 
Fox will receive 20 million of that. And also Oklahoma and Texas will not receive full SEC share in the first year of the league in 2024. So Chris, what what this makes me believe that Greg Sankey said they're not going to write a check, but hmm, where is that money? Where is where is that money going to go, Chris? Where is that money that they're not getting full going to go? I I love. Where do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to go to FOX and also the Big Twelve. Yeah, that's. Uh, but also, it doesn't matter. It's funny. They're going to be making funny money anyway. <laughs> so what does it really matter in the end of this? Well, and that's that's the part of this is you know uh, they're gonna they're gonna get about seventy million per year in revenue from coming to the SEC. So what's a little bit off the top to come in and then, you know, we're going to be just fine. You know what they're going to do? And I guarantee you, you're going to see this. Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to load up all their, their team shops and stores with Texas SEC shirts. Like they're going to make up some revenue on the, on the back side of this. You need a bookstore. Oh yeah. You need a, you need a bear, a Texas, uh, you know, longhorn, um, uh, SEC, toy right. with, with the SEC shirt on it. Like, they're going to absolutely try to monetize this thing as best they can. And, you know, hey, if you had that bumper sticker before that said Texas Longhorn, proud to be, hey, now you got to get the one that has the SEC logo on it and all that. So they're going to find ways to do this. But I, I did want to bring up Seth Emerson over at The Athletic. He put mm-hmm. out a piece saying, you know, okay, now that we're here, what is this going to look like? Because that's the next discussion. And it sounds like, all signs are pointing toward we're going to do a nine-game schedule in the SEC. And, um, again, like, you got to pick what rivalries do you want to protect. It sounds like, to me, the, the easiest option is two permanent crossovers. So everybody plays everybody except for you have two permanent crossovers. And for me, to me, for Texas, I think they've got to play Oklahoma every year, right? And then, the can, and then can we get the A&M rivalry back? <laughs> like, how, how do A&M folks going to feel about that? Well, tough. That Hey, you, you signed up for this. <laughs> yeah, you, you've been in the league for a decade and you haven't won it yet. You don't get a say <laughs> until you so win it. what would you do for Oklahoma second? Oklahoma second, you know, maybe. Uh, I have two. Uh, Arkansas because of the, the how close or, they are. Missouri, go back to the give me the Big Twelve. One. Okay, I know AM's there too as well to do that, but uh, I think that one that would be good, just as selfishly as as Missouri Tiger. Yeah, and then I also want to mention want to mention one thing, quick, quick, quick thing, Chris. It is not said explicitly that that um, Texas and OU's money from not receiving a full share is going over to Fox. I'm just assuming that. I don't think there's any reason that you wouldn't make them a full partner right off the bat. I mean, they are just as big of brands as you know a lot of other schools there. Uh, I'm just saying. I think it's safe to assume that some of that money is going to, you know, who's paying the money out? It's ESPN and Disney, right? I think it's safe to say some of that money is going to compensate uh, Fox and Fox in the, in, in the Big 12. Well, it's like um, when you go to work for the mob and it's like, what, well, it's for me to bring in the circle, it's going to cost a grand. But after you right. pay after you pay back what you owe me, everything else is your profit. Like that's almost like profit. what it is. Like Greg Sankey going, look, we ain't paying for your membership to come in here. That's on you. We'll just take it off the top, and then eventually you'll start making money here. So the Big 12 is, is going to – they've scrapped the visions already. I, I assume that's what they're going to do again. Um, I think this year was a great example of it, Chris. In a 12-team playoff scenario this year – you know, actually, I think, it's, I think it's a pretty good example here. So it, in the 12-team playoff scenario, I'm not sure we can guarantee LSU would have been in, right? I'm not, I'm not sure we can say that for sure they would have been in. 
the Big 12, and I'm not saying yes, you would have gotten 12 teams, but the Big 12, I, we can guarantee you that both of the teams that finished one and two this year in the Big 12 championship game would have gotten in, right? K-State won the league, and also TCU obviously made the, made the national championship game, so you know they got in anyway, right? So I don't think they're going to go back to divisions. I think having divisions screwed them in a four-team. I don't think there's any reason even to go back to it, even with the security of a 12-team. The SEC, the SEC still has their divisions. So what do you think happens on that front? I think that's going to go away. I think you're, and it becomes a little bit easier because you lose the SEC East and SEC West and all the rivalry, you know, the tradition there. But I think you'll still preserve, you know, Auburn, I think, could still play Alabama and Georgia every year. I think you could preserve those rivalries. I think Alabama and Tennessee could still play every year. I think you could preserve those. But it becomes easier for the SEC championship game. I mean, there's been some years where the SEC West champion has had three or four losses, but they won that side. And so they go to Atlanta. I think in future scenarios, you just say, hey, the two teams with the best record in the SEC will go to Atlanta and play for the SEC title game. But it is amazing when you look around the conference now, a lot of schools don't even care about that. Like, I was talking to a guy who's a Tennessee fan. He was like, I don't care if we win the SEC. I just want to make the playoff now. So it does become the playoff is now the goal now. You know, it becomes a little bit like basketball. Like, who gives a damn about the SEC tournament anymore in basketball? It's like, you know, I want to make the sixth round of 64. Like, I want to make the NCAA tournament. And that's where I think we're gonna. it's going to fall towards uh, college football now as well. Teams that play for the conference championship, great. But schools that don't, they don't care. Put me in the playoff. Right. Yeah, and, and that's that's the that's the part of all of this. You know, a lot of our in-season conversation becomes so playoff-driven, and, and they'll continue to. That's why I like the expansion, right, because it obviously includes more teams. And and the conversations to the SEC, it's always going to be like, well, three or four losses, they you know, they can, they can, def- they can definitely make it, which I think makes it interesting. But they, I think they should get rid of divisions. And I, I think that even if it puts you in a scenario where you've got a replay one week later, you know, after rivalry week. Like, I would have rather watched Michigan-Ohio State one week later than watched, you know, Michigan-Purdue. No offense to Purdue or anything. Um, so, you know, and, and look, I'm not sure. I mean, the nice thing about the SEC is actually some of their last week rivalries are actually out of conference games, right? There, there, is, a, there is a piece of that, at least for the, the Georgia of the world, who's obviously a top dog now, uh, you know, for uh, um, Florida, who obviously was a top dog for a while in the conference. So are, are you okay with that? Even, you know, even if we saw a replay, let's just say a – I don't know. Uh, let's just say they play they play AM Texas at the end of the year. And that helps up that's how I ended up. Or even in Auburn, Alabama, right? That's how I ended up being a rematch. Would you be a bit would you be okay with that? Yeah. I, I think that's kind of which you know where we have to go with this. Um, the interesting part, you brought up something interesting with the non conference games. I do wonder like if we're going to the nine game SEC schedule and you gotta add Texas and Oklahoma, the schedule gets even tougher. Does Kentucky still want to play Louisville every year? Does, does South Carolina still want to play Clemson every year? I know the traditionalists are going to say, yes, yes, those are rivalries. You cannot get rid of them. But again, for Shane, Shane Beamer's sake, God, i got to play Clemson too after just going through this gauntlet of a schedule. Like, I wonder if some discussions with those maybe are right. considering going away. Georgia doesn't care about Georgia Tech. They'll keep beating up on them every year. But I was going to say, notice how you didn't mention Georgia and Georgia Tech, yeah. right? It's almost better for them to be like, remember who owns Atlanta? It's us. Every every single every single late November, it's important for us to do that. But it, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with all that. It, I do think, like, you know, at least from a travel uh, thing, you know, they foot, they fit in the footprint. You know, Austin isn't that far past College Station if you're, if you're flying. Um, Oklahoma isn't that far past Arkansas or Missouri. So, I mean, like, you're all kind of in the footprint. I do wonder, though, for the Big 12, BYU's not close. 
like West Virginia having to go over to BYU or Central Florida having to go up to Cincinnati, back to Florida, then over to BYU. Uh, I do think maybe divisions would make a little bit more sense in the Big 12. Yeah, but I, this this conference got burned so badly with that one true champion thing when it kept Baylor and TCU out, and I just don't think they can go back to it. I think that what they can do is go with the more regional rivalries at the end of the year, right? So maybe you do your Baylor-BYU at the end of the year. You do your Texas Tech versus Houston at the end of the year. You know, whoever you want to assign Oklahoma State to at this point, you do that at the end of the year. And also, you know, I know we've been pretty SEC heavy, but I feel like a lot of a lot of their stuff is what's up in the air right now in terms of scheduling and whatnot. But I want to mention one thing for the Big Twelve. Brent Yormark deserves a lot of credit because he has he has come in in the face of this. He has negotiated their television deal, undercut the Pac-12. He has gotten this deal done. They've re- recouped eighty million dollars, which they're going to give to the original eight schools, and basically at a clip of ten million dollars a piece, which is not insignificant. I know it's not, you know all the money that Texas and Oklahoma could have paid them, whatever, but it was always going to be a number somewhere in the middle. They have not frustrated television partner Fox. They've kept ESPN happy as well, who are both their new future television partners. And now with this out of the way, Chris, they can fully turn their, their attention to adding more teams. And I think now with what's happening to Pac-12, I think Oregon and Washington are back on the menu. I think they're back on the menu because they're having a tough, top, prob, uh, tough time getting a television deal and there are Oregon and Washington, Oklahoma and Texas. No, but are they uh, a, they're both teams that made playoffs, right? They're both teams that made playoffs. Oregon is Nike's college football school. Washington is in Seattle. And also they've got Utah and Colorado and the Arizona schools. So I'm just saying Brett Yormark, you know, this stuff was, he had to do it anyway. But, like, he's knocking this stuff out with pretty good efficiency now. And I wouldn't put it past him to make a couple more moves here in the offseason. So, if you're a Big 12 fan, I know you maybe wanted more money, but you're getting cash. The original eight are getting cash. Television partners you're working with are happy. And you got a chance maybe to add some more. So, kind of post-OU in Texas leaving, best possible outcome, I think, here. Yeah, I just, again, maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy. I still think geography should matter a little bit. Because I'm a fan who likes to go on road trips. Uh, I, out the window. But let's be real, Josh. Driving from Norman, Oklahoma down to Waco was feasible. Driving from Norman, Oklahoma out to Eugene, Oregon every other year is not worth it if I'm a fan. Okay, Chris, Chris. I, I am my alma mater, Missouri, has a, has a rivalry with South Carolina because they're now both in the SEC East. The only two things those two places have in common is they're both in somewhere called Columbia. That's the only thing that <laughs> South Carolina and Missouri states have in common. And they're the same division and have actually pretty deep. I think it's a pretty decent rivalry. Like they don't, those two schools, not like women's basketball, red hot, great rivalry. Uh, even football too, it's, it's got a little heat to it. So, but like that stuff's been thrown out the window. I mean, UCLA and USC, why are they going to the Big Ten? Because Los Angeles, right? You grab those two big For brands. For TV and, deals. Like, but, like, how many fans right. are going to make that? Like, initially, the first year when it's fresh and new, yes, fans will make that trip because it's new. Like, I, I talk to Alabama fans. They're like, they can't wait to go to Austin because that's going to be so fun the first time. But then after a couple years, yeah, driving from, from Gainesville, Florida, over to Austin, Texas, doesn't make as much sense anymore. So, <laughs> again, and I say drive because RVs. The SEC is synonymous with tailgating and the RV experience. Yeah, we can all hop on a plane and fly out there for a game, but 
again, I just think we lose a little bit of the college experience. I know you're right. This is all about dollars and cents, and it doesn't matter where teams are anymore. It's but, why you and I are talking right now. Yeah, but it should. It's geography should ha- make a little sense. And that's where, like, the SEC expansion, if they expand more, Miami and Florida make a lot of sense, or Clemson, because they're all right there in the footprint. But, again, you're talking about adding more Blue Bloods that are going to make it even more tougher on the Vandys and – you know, the, the other teams at the bottom of the barrel here that are going to struggle to find six wins a year. All right, Chris. Well, I'm sure we'll have more on this as, as time goes along if there's anything else to add. But right now, the deal is done. We're good to go. Where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Hey, Locked on SEC, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And, uh, hey, welcome all Sooner Nation and Longhorn Nation to SEC country. It is coming July 2024. You guys can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show at LO Big 12. You all can find the podcast Locked On Big 12 wherever you find your podcast and on YouTube as well. Chris, as always, it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I'm also glad the SEC got their ass kicked in the, the SEC Big 12. <laughs> all right, talk to you next time.